right, guys, welcome in. Welcome in. Good to be here. Happy, well, not October yet, but happy fall day. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we have a few guests I'd, I'd like to say hi to real quick. Shout out to Carl and Rob in the Zoom chat. And uh, I believe we have a mic on Facebook. Uh, thanks for coming in, guys. More people will uh, join us shortly. Um, and thanks again. Thanks again for being here. So today we have a very special webinar. Uh, we have two guys. We have one person here that um, had some technical difficulties. He may or may not join us. This was going to be Mr. Dan Shore. He was our head of engineering. Uh, Dan was going to discuss our IR system series, our 802 system. We'll save that for last. Um, we do have Ian with us today, which is fantastic. Let me just go over a couple things uh, leading into this. Um, so the goal here is to educate you guys on these two new products. Uh, these products are a great fit in today's environment. Um, they're more of our tech savvy products. Uh, the NSP80 being a video SIP system, uh, intercom based, and the IR classroom series being a, a simple IR communication system that is used in schools. Very important today, as we know. Um, that is all connected by a simple CAT cable. And Dan was going to be talking about that. Hopefully he joins us in a little bit and uh, we'll get into that. All right, guys. So for the last few months, we've been providing you with in-depth insights on uh, anything current in the market, commercially, the trends, what's going on, you know, so information that will be helpful to you guys out there in the field, um, things that will be beneficial, especially during these times and what products that we have that we can offer you guys going forward and any solutions that um, for products that are technically, you know, out there uh, deployed and, and that could be used in different ways. So uh, we will be shooting a bunch of ideas around to you guys. So definitely stay tuned. Um, you guys asked us to do more in-depth product overviews, um, especially with our products. And we listened, and this is going to be our new advanced insight series where we bring in advanced professionals that are going to be talking about our products in particular and how they can be used, how they're implemented, how they're installed, feedback from customers, all that good stuff. And the list goes on and on. All right. So let me just uh, introduce myself. As you guys know, my name's Eric, product specialist here at TOA. Um, I've been with TOA for about two years. Before that, I worked in the music industry side of things, pro audio for a couple of retailers, another pro audio manufacturer. Um, I'm a DJ. As you can see, I got a, a few pieces of equipment laying around here in my room. Um, it's great to be here. Audio is my passion. And uh, I work with a bunch of guys who have the same passions as I do, guys that have been in the industry for a very long time. And you'll see that as they introduce themselves. We just have Ian on today, and he will talk briefly on that. Um, let's see, any, any other brief intro details that we missed here? I don't think. I think we're good. Also, guys, Every month we're releasing webinars. So they're gonna to be towards the end of the month. We do shoot out information, emails and things like that. Be on the lookout. Again, they're all gonna be structured uh, in regards to what we can offer you guys in terms of a solution for your clientele and for your business as well uh, from TOA as a company. So we'd love to hear your ideas. We have a chat that's open here that's being moderated. Um, if you guys have any questions, please use the chat. You can also always email us. We're going to give you our email information at the end of this. Um, you can ask questions directly to Ian or myself. We'll be happy to answer those. Uh, yeah, so let's get started here and uh, we'll bring in Ian. Ian, are you there? I am here. All right. Ian, if you could just introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, uh, how long you've been at TOA. 
I joined TOA about a year and a half ago. And uh, prior to that, I worked for a couple of different uh, integration companies. Um, and I got introduced to TOA product back at that time um, and actually did, I'm going to say most of my um, field integration jobs where audio was an important factor were based around the M9000 product, um, a great matrix mixer with uh, eight inputs, eight outputs, and the ability to connect up via RS-232. Uh, so I started getting into some custom programming of those and it really took off. Um, and then there were a couple of uh, nice jobs where uh, live reinforcement for, um, in particular in the education market, where uh, some small theaters could really uh, take advantage of the variable dispersion speaker technologies that we've got in the HX5 and the HX7. Uh, so I really cut my teeth on the speaker side with those. Um, so there's been really quite a few different product segments with, uh, with TOA. Um, the last job actually that I did before joining TOA was based on a pair of MA725s for a large civic center installation. Um, so really I found the product line to be very, very helpful across the board. And I'm sure any of the, uh, the dealers and integrators out there are gonna be interested in, in a lot of the different products. Um, but today I think we're really gonna primarily talk, at least I'll talk more about the NSP80, uh, which is an, an IP, uh, or at least a SIP-based uh, intercom solution. Uh, and I'd like to also touch on our new horn uh, which is an IP-based horn. Cool. Thank you, Ian. We will get into that briefly. Uh, just to give you guys a lay down on how this is usually structured. So it's relaxed. You know, it's going to be conversational. Um, without Dan, it'll be a little bit different, but we're going to make this work. Um, Ian's going to begin with our, I, uh, excuse me, our NSP80 system, intercom SIP-based system. We'll start there. Um, and let's get started. So let me just skip down a little bit past our initial stuff here. Um, let's dig into the NSP80 SIP-based intercom solution. So as you guys know, this is our newest intercom solution, which is uh, an extension or an upgrade from our N8000 system or an extension per se, uh, yeah. which gives you some video uh, objectives here where you can add a video door station and it's all, it's all communicable over, over SIP. Um, over IP, very simple installation. Ian will dig into that just briefly here. Um, but Ian, let's let's begin with our first question here. Um, you know, why the NSP80 and 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 why now? So where does the NSP80 fit into the marketplace given our current situation? Um, maybe you can discuss best use cases. You know how it's used today, where it's integrated, um, and how it can benefit you know our current customer base. Sure, so the NSP80 is really a very simple system. Um, if I can do a screen share here real quick. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, I think I'm disabled from that, unfortunately. Can you uh, enable? Yeah, I'll work on that. Sure. Try again there. Yep, I've got it here. So hopefully you can see uh, my screen right now. And 
it's really just these three primary pieces. The central piece, the NSP-80, MS-1 is the multimedia station, and it really just looks like a telephone that you'd see at most reception uh, type of desks. And then we have a couple of stainless steel hardened weatherproofed remote stations. The one on the left, the NSP-80 VS-1, having a video camera, a nice wide angle video camera built into it. And over on the right, the NSP-80 AS-1 being just an audio station. And the, really the idea here is to simply be able to have someone dial in from a front door, back door, delivery door, uh, ring into that multimedia station and have the recipient there uh, either talk or also video communicate to make sure they know who's coming on board here. So where I think we're seeing this the most is uh, probably three primary sectors, right? Retail, especially in today's climate where we're trying to manage the number of people coming into a retail environment. In commercial, where you've constantly got deliveries coming in from FedEx or UPS and you need to be able to manage your ingress and, and egress uh, within your business. And in education, where beginning several years ago when there were more security issues going on, uh, schools wanted to be able to manage who was coming in um, and being able to see a badge or communicate with who that person is to find out you know, what their intentions are for entering the premises. So the idea was to be able to provide a, uh, get a hardened weatherproof solution that would be very easy to install. And the idea here is that, you know, these devices being SIP interface, really that just means a CAT5 or a CAT6 cable runs out to that unit, out to the door station, back to the multimedia station. And at that door station, you'd also be able to then uh, trigger that door to then unlock so that you can allow for ingress uh, once someone's been, been vetted. And it's really the simplicity of the design that makes the NSP80 solution really kind of stand out for most of our clients. You know, the simple phone station that could connect up into your existing phone station as well, but then the ability to just run, as I say, one Cat5 cable out to the, to, the, um, to the door station and a couple of wires up to the magnetic door lock system. Um, and be triggered from the, uh, from the master station. So it makes it uh, very, very simple and very cost effective. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Ian, in terms of somebody uh, or, or client maybe integrating this into a current installation, for example, does it talk with other systems friendly? Is it friendly when you're integrating into, into additional systems? So it really can be used as a standalone solution. That's one of the nice things about it. You don't have to have an existing extensive phone network that this is then tied into and configured onto with tons of permissions being designed in, right? This is literally something where I could have at a reception station as a completely separate unit, strictly for the purpose of direct point to point um, communication. 
Now, in most situations, we're going to find you're going to want a, uh, a front door being monitored, a back door being monitored, maybe a side entrance, employee entrance being monitored. So you may have a number of these door stations out there. They may not all be video. You may have one central video station and a couple of audio stations. And it's quite likely that should a receptionist who's going to be typically the person monitoring this need to step away, they can have it automatically then forwarded to a backup person. So we do find most installations will have a couple of the multimedia stations and several of the door stations, but it is uh, not unusual at all to have simply a single video station and a single multimedia station and a Cat5 cable running basically between the two, uh, or at least to some sort of a PoE switch to provide power between the two. But those can be very, very nominal small PoE switches. There are certainly clients who have got extensive phone systems and they'd like to be able to dial in to that multimedia station as an extension. And because this is a SIP-based interface system, absolutely that can be done. The interesting thing is that there's a flip side of this, which is that because it's SIP and that camera is a SIP camera, it could also be configured onto your closed circuit TV uh, system as well. So if I've got multi multiple hallway cameras and outdoor cameras for monitoring, I can now add my video door station as a real-time streaming camera at all times being constantly fed you know, into a, uh, a video recording station. So it can be tied in for multiple ways, right? You see that phone interface and you look and you say, I wanna tie this to my phone. But you see the camera and you say, I wanna tie this into my camera network. Cool, cool, all good stuff, all good stuff. Um, so yeah, a, a question that I wanna bring up and you, and you touched on a lot of points is the advantages of a SIP-based system. Um, especially our NSP80 system. And a lot of it has to do with how simple it really is and how simple it is to install. Um, right. A question that I hear come up, uh, essentially this works in two modes. It works peer to peer, which is the mode you're talking about mainly, or with the SIP server. Um, what are your thoughts? Well, based on those two, two different ways on, on how to operate this unit, can you give us examples where a server might be needed as opposed to just a simple peer to peer setup? Right, so if you take, um, as a, for instance, our NA1000 intercom solution, which is a much broader topology, right? That's gonna be a solution uh, that can be, again, let's take the school situation, for instance. NA1000 can be configured uh, as your clock, as your bell scheduling system with communication out to every classroom, bi-directional communication. So it's a full facility-wide intercom solution. And that would really be, it could be two wire, three wire, uh, but it could also be an IP-based solution. Now, if it is an IP-based solution, which is where most people go to today for a new installation, what we would then need to do is configure a SIP server to allow our IP system to basically bridge over into the SIP system. And that could allow the NSP80 that's already in place to also then be tied into that broader topology of a full IP intercom solution. But 
it certainly is not required in any way, right? If, if we're working with, as I say, a SIP uh, phone system or a SIP system for your closer to TV cameras, really uh, a SIP service not really needed at that point, or quite honestly may already be part of the phone or closer to TV uh, configuration. That may actually be built right into the camera monitoring system. Cool. All good stuff. Uh, Ian, you mentioned the IP horn. Which could be... Yeah, we talked about that previously. Yeah, if you want to show us uh, that. Yeah. So here's the, uh, the horn. It just looks like a traditional TOA horn. Nice, solid uh, metal casing. The main difference is that instead of 70 volt, we've got a Cat5 connector. There it is. So this would be a great way then for um, an IP intercom system to be able to then communicate. And I'll give you a for instance. Um, going back to what we were talking about with having a closed circuit TV system. If I find someone you know, in a danger zone or near a fence line and I've caught them on camera, it's one thing to be able to, you know, put up a, a sign saying, you know, you're on candid camera here, but it would be another thing then for a security official to immediately grab a phone or a paging microphone that's feeding into that SIP system and then be able to call out via a powerful horn and call attention to the situation, let that intruder know that they are under surveillance and maybe even let them know that somebody's on the way. Um, but for life safety, there's another application, right? You've got situations where uh, water management areas uh, may need to be under surveillance and kids out playing on a canoe or fishing in an area where they certainly should not be and a water treatment system is going to be doing a back flush. They can then simply sound the horn and send out a warning to folks that, uh, you know, they need to, to exit the area quickly. Uh, and the beauty of it is that there's been so much effort put into getting these camera systems out there that getting voice reinforcement, sound reinforcement, emergency notifications uh, is going to be, you know, potentially a life-saving addition. Uh, and to that point, while I may have someone live in a, uh, in a control room able to push the button on a paging microphone and call out, um, I could also have that camera system through the video management software automatically detect, right, through motion activation, uh, automatically trigger the horn using the built-in memory in here to play back any of several pre-recorded messages. Uh, so that's a nice added feature, right? So even if you don't have someone in a control room, simple video detection of movement in an area can automatically send off a message. Thank you, Ian, appreciate it. All right, guys, before we move on to the, the IR802 system or the IR800 series system, looks like we got a few more guests that joined us. 
uh, Carl, Don, Ed, Jacob, Lisa, Rob, Ted. I see some familiar names there. Tim, Warren. Welcome, guys. We're also live on Facebook. Remember, let everybody know if they didn't get the Zoom invite, they can log on to our Facebook page and check us out. Uh, we're doing this once a month towards the end of the month. This is our new advanced insight series. We had Dan Shore, who I'm sure some of you guys are familiar with, scheduled. Oh, wait a minute. Dan might be on. We'll just, before we get into that. Hey, hey there's Dan. Um, again, guys, thanks for joining. Dan, if you could just hold on a second here, we'll, we'll introduce you in just a moment. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Looks like we got a good amount of attendees here. We're going to get into our IR 800 series. Uh, just a couple of additional announcements based on what we're doing here. Um, this is our new advanced inside series. We just had Ian in uh, talk about our NSP80 SIP-based intercom system. Dan's going to be talking about our IR8802 series, classroom-based, uh, also CAT-based uh, communication system, IR-based, excuse me. And um, we're doing this every month towards the end of the month. So um, please join us. Tell your friends. Tell your colleagues. We'd love to spread the wealth. Uh, this is all for you guys knowledge, insight, ideas, solutions, you name it, we'll be there. If you guys have any questions, please use our chat. We have our chat. I can see everything here. So if you guys have any questions, let us know. Towards the end, we'll be able to answer those for you guys. So you can direct them at myself, Ian, or Dan, and we will help you out there. Also, guys, we are doing a podcast every single week, uh, Sound Supply, which includes myself, and sometimes special guests. We did a, um, an on-site visit, which should be coming up shortly at a local house of worship where we did a Lanubio installation, a um, bunch of cool stuff coming up. We're able to kind of get out now that things have slowed down a bit and, and visit some sites. So all good stuff coming up. Be, uh, be sure to follow our, our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. I think those are the four main ones. And uh, we're always releasing new content there. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Okay, without further ado, Mr. Shore, if you can introduce yourself. Welcome in. Hello there. Uh, my name is Dan Shore. I'm the engineering, engineering manager and product manager over at uh, TOA Electronics. That's my one of my dogs. I can't tell which one in the background. They'll be adding to the conversation sometime because they're outside the door and I don't have a clicker with me. So, Thelma and Louise in the background there. Um, I come from a uh, performance audio background, uh, doing a lot of live sound and uh, large uh, performance type systems. I've been with uh, TOA now for about seven years, seven, eight years, uh, and uh, I've been uh, really enjoying it. So one of the things that uh, is a problem in uh, at least in the pro audio world, is uh, wireless microphones. They are uh, a bear to manage. If you've ever had to manage uh, more than a half a dozen for uh, a church or installation, you know that conflicting frequencies can be a problem. Uh, uh, battery controlled, usually you've got to have a, an A2 back there watching the racks so that uh, you can fix problems as they come up. Well, uh, things haven't gotten much better uh, since I was playing with uh, wireless microphones. The 
available frequencies have shrunk uh, really significantly uh, so that most uh, UHF microphones that used to be in the uh, able to run between 500 and uh, up to 800 uh, mega, uh, megahertz are now uh, really relegated down to the 500 and below um, or some other solutions running up into the 2.4 gig there. So using wired microphones in, uh, in classroom situations uh, is, is kind of a, a problem. Um, because we have such limited bandwidth out there, they really have to come up with a way that uh, makes it that you're you're out of the the normal bandwidth. And there have been some uh, there has been some success in that using um, 160 mega megacycles. But again, it's still a radio wave. It goes through walls. It goes through glass. Um, and you have to coordinate your signals. One of the advantages of using IR uh, is that it stays in the room where you are at. This is an advantage not only for classrooms, but for uh, security conscious people. IR systems are the choice in uh, what we call skip rooms, secure compartmentalized information uh, facilities. Those are uh, the IR stays in the room, does not, there's no bleed anywhere, anywhere else. So how does that help you when you're in a school situation? You can take your school and, for example, as it, as it comes out, I can make it disappear, I can make it appear. That's, a, that's amazing. It's a, a beautiful thing. This is our IR820, and this is a speaker and IR transceiver in one unit. You plug it into the ceiling, or cut a hole in the ceiling first, install it, run wine wire down, and you have a classroom system. Now, once you have your classroom system, you can assign every teacher their own microphone or their own pendant microphone and they can go from class to class with their own microphone without any problem. And you don't have any problems with sharing, uh, especially in times like this, where uh, you know, you're, you're gonna have to bleach or uh, come up with some other uh, method of uh, sterilizing these, these things. So this is a, a, a great advantage uh, for these systems. In addition, the idea of a classroom audio system is something that's been around for quite some time. Um, it was originally um, put forward by audiologists uh, who formed a company. And uh, it is, the, uh, the principles still stand. Uh, when you have a teacher who is teaching from 8 a.m to 5 p.m. in 45 minute increments. You don't want that teacher shouting over the classroom, shouting over the class, the voice gets tired. In addition, 
the sound is not equally uh, distributed in the classroom. So when the teacher is facing to the right, it's difficult for the class uh, people on the left to hear. When the teacher is at the at the chalkboard, it, the voice goes away. All of that goes away when you have a microphone on that just sits right here and picks you up and it's distributed evenly throughout the classroom. Now these systems um, are gaining strength now that uh, classrooms are being spaced out. Uh, you have to have your minimum distances. Um, so uh, we highly recommend uh, that you take a look at these systems. The, the system I'm showing you right here is a very simple classroom system. Um, it, the IRA 20, again, it's a single piece, goes up into the ceiling, it contains both the IR transceiver and the speaker and the amplifier, and a single okay. Cat5 cable. Yeah, and how large is the cable bundle then that you've got to deal with to get all that sort of stuff connected? One cable, one Cat5 cable down to the tuner here, which gives you the ability to process uh, additional inputs. Each system can handle two microphones uh, plus PC inputs. Uh, on the back, we have RCA and consumer type inputs, as you can see. Uh, there is an input right here that allows it to mute when the PA, school PA comes on in case of an emergency or a fire alarm. So that's part of the system. There's an additional piece to the classroom system that is the same size as this. It doesn't disappear as easily as this one, but is the same size and outputs another out audio output and has a contact closure on it. And on this microphone, there's a power button to turn it on. And on the side, there's a head, headset microphone. Oh, it's a little difficult to see, there we go. And on this side is a button that you can press. And when you press that button, you can close the contact closure to summon authorities or to turn something on, off, anything you need to do with a contact closure, plus your audio is routed out of that second um, uh, channel. So that's a complete classroom system. For larger systems, for say auditoriums, uh, or you're going to have uh, a room that's 60 by 80, uh, we make a system uh, that it consists of a number of components. The IR702, which is very similar to this tuner. Separate IR transceivers that are ceiling mount. We make a high ceiling mount and a low ceiling mount. The low ceiling mount has about 150 degrees of uh, spread and the high ceiling mount has about 75 degrees of spread. Uh, plus wall-mounted uh, uh, IR units that can be placed on stands as well. Those units uh, allow, again, <clears throat> privacy 
and the ability to have your own microphone between rooms. So for higher education, uh, for secure facilities, for board meetings, same, same ability. Uh, you have the ability to take a, a signal out of the device uh, and split it for uh, recording purposes or, uh, uh, well, recording purposes or sent to uh, another uh, device as needed. Yeah, and I don't know if you can see it or not, but I threw up just the, uh, from the uh, brochure, some pictures of the IR702, 700D. Yeah, very various. good. Uh, uh, IR units. I'm not sure if it's coming up on your screen or not, but I thought that it, might be helpful. It's, it, it's coming up on my uh, second screen. So thank you very much. So as you can see, there's a, a tuner, a distributor for the uh, transceivers, and uh, you can cover quite a large area with this. Um, uh, uh, we were just working on one, uh, Ian and I were, Ian and I were working on one with uh, 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 Jim McGinnis, uh, and uh, the request was for, uh, it looked like about an 800 seat uh, auditorium. And they had uh, two wireless systems in there. Um, they needed to uh, put a second one in that was an auxiliary one and fill it up. So we were able to take care of that very easily with this system. Uh, they actually wanted the stand mounts on them because they were going to pull them in and out of the room. So now one of the benefits for this, right, uh, Dan, is, is uh, I think we had a client, a uh, U.S. government client, that likes this in particular because that frequency cannot be eavesdropped. That's true. Uh, unless they have a window, <laughs> it, can't, uh, it can't be uh, eavesdropped on. Um, so if you're, if you're in a skiff, uh, or a secure room, and there are no windows in the room, everything stays within the room. And that's, uh, it, it is mandated for uh, any security operation that the, uh, uh, the wireless transmission is infrared in those rooms. Thank you, Dan. Ian, any other questions from you, Ian? Um, not really a question, but I think one of the interesting factors that's part of the existing uh, IR802 system design, the classroom design, as Dan mentioned, you can mix in PC audio source or say a DVD audio source. Um, <clears throat> there's also what we call an ALS output jack on there, which would be for an assisted listening device uh, so that any students who have hearing issues within the classroom can get uh, a direct feed from a third-party company that provides an ALS solution. But one of the things that's come, one of the things that's come up recently with all of the uh, remote learning happening is we get a lot of requests for USB connectivity. And the reality is that as long as that ALS port's not being used with any students in the classroom, uh, we could really easily take that, just like a traditional auxiliary output, put that into a USB converter, and then use that as a sound feed heading back out to all the remote 
uh, students. So you've got a teacher who may be sitting in the classroom teaching remotely, uh, and they've got access to you know, all their classroom utilities, smart boards and the like, um, and they could still be wearing that microphone around their neck walking around the classroom, uh, but sending that feed out over, uh, over USB quite easily. Um, I did see a, a question pop up about how many channels were available. Um, on the classroom system, uh, it's a two-channel system. Um, uh, we have a four-channel system coming out soon after the first of the year. I guess that was a uh, note to, that was supposed to be a secret. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, for me to uh, wake up. I've been talking for five minutes, wake up. Um, so anyway, um, two, there are two channels. There's an A and a B channel on each one. So uh, you can use two handhelds, two, uh, two of the uh, lapel mics or, or split them. Usually there's one uh, of the pendant microphones for the teacher and then there's a classroom microphone for uh, response. Um, but uh, after the first of the year, you'll, you'll see a uh, new and improved unit with the ability to have four channels of IR. Very cool. That answers your question. Uh, we also have the IR801AF, the audio interface unit. Um, yes, we, we covered that a little bit. We did, okay. Uh, so that's uh, um, the uh, panic button or whatever other, uh, uh, if you have a reason to, to close a contact closer, it will close the contact closer using this button uh, and send a separate audio stream out to wherever you need it to go. Cool. Uh, so if that, if that ALS jack was being used um, or utilized, you can use the AF to send audio out of it anywhere you like? Uh, yeah, it's generally used as, a, uh, as an emergency trouble button. Got it. Um, so you have, uh, if, if there is trouble in the classroom, uh, you're, you can signal, you can also hold the button down and uh, they can hear what's going on in the classroom. And that, that would go back to uh, possibly through the intercoms system into uh, the master station. They would call the master station with a, uh, an emergency call open up and you'd hear what's going on and be able to respond appropriately. Cool, excellent. All right, guys, that um, sums it up. Thank you, Ian, thank you, Dan. Dan, thanks for coming in, we appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. Uh, again, guys, both units, simplicity, as Ian mentioned multiple times on the NSP80 series, same thing with this IR800 series, everything being connected over CAT, that's the direction we're going in, uh, network-based, and the value for customers out there, simplicity, use case scenarios, flexibility, there's many, many solutions out there for both these products, uh, especially schools, as Dan touched in. Um, Dan, uh, bringing that up, actually, you also mentioned government installations um, for the uh, IR series. Any other markets that uh, you've seen besides those two? Uh, absolutely. Uh, corporate boardrooms, um, uh, city council, chambers. There are all, we, we also carry uh, another brand of uh, IR equipment uh, for conference 
systems, kind of like uh, uh, when you're at the United Nations and everybody has a microphone and a, a speaker in front of them. We have wired and wireless versions of those. So uh, when you are working in a, uh, a, a boardroom situation where we're taking votes or a city council or a circuit uh, court application, you can set up uh, each table with its own individual microphone. So everybody gets to hear exactly what the other person has said. It's a mixed minus situation with plenty of recording capability on it, plus the ability to put a standard microphone or two through the system so that you can have an audience partition mic, participation mic, uh, say at a, at a podium uh, for people to testify. Um, those are very popular. Again, the advantages are that uh, only the people that you want to hear it uh, can hear it. Uh, somebody outside with a, a frequency scanner is not going to be able to uh, to listen in on it. So uh, they're cool. battery powered, easy to set up, uh, and there is uh, voting software available. So we have a number of IR solutions for so for from classroom to boardroom to uh, uh, city council chambers. Uh, it's a it's an elegant and uh, easy to use solution. Excellent, excellent. All right, guys, we have um, Ian and Dan, Ian or Dan, should I say. Uh, we have a couple questions here. Dan, I know you mentioned coverage for the IR systems. Can you just uh, piggyback on that just so everybody understands the coverage on this? Coverage sure. The, um, or distance the you can train, touch on as well. Uh, so uh, in general, um, IR is, is a light bulb. So uh, you have an infrared uh, source uh, that's cone-shaped in its in its uh, pattern. Um, usually, the spacing on those will depend on ceiling height, just like a loudspeaker. Um, but in a uh, in a classroom that's twenty by thirty, thirty by thirty, um, the NSP80 system with uh, one transceiver works just fine uh, because the IR does reflect off of uh, walls and, uh, and uh, mirrored type or, uh, you know, it's not going to reflect off of a carpet, but uh, it, it's uh, generally covered that way. For a, uh, a theater, um, one of the, the tricks in the theater industry is you have a, an IR blaster um, covering the stage and an IR camera uh, viewing the stage so that you can see uh, what's going on on the stage with all the stage hands to make sure that everyone is doing their job and that the stage is ready for the next act. Um, uh, that just generally takes one or two, but to cover the audience, uh, for uh, assisted listening, which is another uh, IR application. Uh, we don't offer a, an assisted listening solution, but uh, they are out there. Um, they'll get spaced out uh, about every 30 feet. Okay, cool. Excellent information. Um, Dan, another one uh, for the IR system. In terms of powering the unit, 
Is it just cat cable or do they need additional power supplies in the ceiling, for example, or anything like that? No, um, there, there are some products on the market that uh, have, they tout the advantage of putting all of the electronics in the ceiling and then wireless connection to a unit that you plug into the wall. All right, to me, all that means is that you have a, uh, an electrician installing an AC outlet in the ceiling and an AC outlet in the wall. And it's not just an AC outlet in the ceiling, it's an AC outlet with flex that they have to attach to that unit. You can't just put a plug up in the ceiling. So with, the, with our systems, uh, the connection between the IR820, uh, which is the, the single unit, and the tuner for the classroom system is one Cat5 cable. That carries a little power and signal, and that's it. Very easy, awesome. Uh, Ian, not gonna leave you hanging. Uh, regarding the NSPADMS, <laughs> regarding the uh, NSPADMS, the master station you were showing off there. Quick question from uh, one of our viewers: Two of my customers have remarked that it looks like a telephone, and uh, I've had a hard time explaining the difference. Can you maybe just touch on or briefly touch on its main functions? Yeah, that unit right there. There you go. Much better looking to show the camera, to show the <laughs> phone itself, right? Uh, I mean, listen, the reality of it is it sort of is a phone, right? You've got a standard handset. The main difference, of course, is that when you get a call from the remote station, and I'll press the button here and have it dial in. So it's now saying that there's a call in from delivery entrance. So if I call, if I answer that, now I am seeing the camera from that far side. So while it may look like a phone and it kind of acts like a phone, and it could in fact be tied into a phone system as, a, uh, uh, as an extension on that, providing it's compatible with your specific phone system, uh, then yeah, this can act just like a, uh, a phone in an office environment. But it doesn't have to. It can simply be a multimedia station for answering a call from the door station, whether that be a video door station or an audio door station. Very cool. And then Ian, that runs um, Android OS, I believe, right? Or maybe Dan can touch on that. It's a pretty it does, simple, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty simple user interface. You can drag things over, there's icons. So it looks familiar to, uh, to the end user. Yeah, there's a calculator app on there, right? There's a clock app on there. You've got a couple of uh, funny little functions in there. So uh, that's always nice. Uh, and of course, you know, part of the app is the ability to set up uh, your phone lists. So uh, as you saw there, when it rang, I'm not sure if you could see that it said, you know, that it was the delivery entrance, but you know, you basically assign the IP address of the various door stations, a name, so you know what's coming in. Cool. Uh, Dan, I asked Ian this question. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, but I just wanted to, to point out that um, th this is a SIP-based system, uh, and so it can be, as, as Ian said, it can be its own little phone system. You can have masters everywhere. Um, but when you have a SIP system, you require a SIP server. This exactly. system does not necessarily require a SIP server. It can work peer-to-peer. -peer. So if you 
just want to program each unit with a, an IP address, then it will perform virtually the same functions. And to get it to tell you what its IP address is, you just plug it in, hold the, the button in for seven seconds, and it tells you what its IP address is. And they say, okay, and plug it in. Um, because uh, for those of you who have experience uh, uh, dealing with uh, telephone guys, I hope there's no telephone guys out there taking offense at this. Um, it, it, <laughs> it can be difficult sometimes <laughs> to get everything uh, uh, together and to get every, everything that you need in one place uh, it, one time. Sometimes it takes two, three meetings to get everything together. So uh, there, there are a couple of different ways to use this, this phone. Um, in addition, it can interface with our uh, larger N8000 system through Absolutely. a Dan, quick question from, uh, looks like from Parth in our chat there. How many devices, and Ian, you can touch on this too if you want. How many devices max in peer-to-peer -peer mode with the NSP80? Oh, Parth. <laughs> <laughs> in peer-to-peer in peer mode, I... I uh, I think it's nine ninety nine, isn't it? Uh, I think it's more than that. Yeah. Um, but actually, Parth might be able to tell us if this is the part that I know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It is a large amount. Um, okay. Uh, in in SIP based, it's it's virtual. It's infinite. Um, and uh, uh, using it as a, uh, uh, a static IP address, uh, I, I would I would guess that you could go to anything uh, that's under 192. The the second two octets should be sufficient, but I would have to look that up. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean that that's a big question that comes up is you know when is peer-to-peer -peer a good idea versus, you know, using a server. Um, there's limitations to peer-to-peer, -peer, right? Yes. Okay. All right, guys. Um, any other questions? Parth, it's me, he says. So that is the, uh, that is the Parth you know, Dan. There you go. Parth thank buddy. You Thanks. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for your questions. If there's anything else you guys want to ask while we have this open, please do so. I will keep my eyes on it. Um, thank you, Dan and Ian, for this. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for showing off the gear. Um, I hope you guys tuning in got a lot of information here, some good stuff. Uh, again, we're doing this every month, once a month. So please tune in. Uh, we have our podcast happening every week, which are, you know, roughly 10 minutes, audio or video, your choice. If you guys are commuting to work, you could listen to us uh, in the car, on the radio, on your, on your iPhone, on your iPad, wherever you want. We'll be on there. So we, do have, we have it in audio format as well. Um, if you guys are interested in, uh, maybe uh, Ian can touch up here, demos. Uh, Ian, you want to just talk about demos real quick? Yeah, we do have a, a demo program that allows uh, dealers to simply re re make a request through their regional representative. Um, it's not too much paperwork, and we can leave it up to the reps to have to, uh, to deal with that. I see a couple of our reps are actually uh, on here. Uh, but yeah, we can, we can arrange demo units to head on out. Uh, most of them are prepackaged in a Pelican case 
um, and ready to be safely sent out. Um, we do ask that they be looked after. Uh, and when we bring them back in, we do need to uh, you know, make sure they're operational and cycle them back through. Um, there's a limited number, so there are occasions when you might have to wait a couple of weeks. But providing units available, we can usually get one out the door within just a couple of days. Cool. And, you know, based on the times, we're also capable of doing video sessions with you guys, live chats, whatever. Whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah, whatever's best. Um, we have great tools at our hands here. So if you guys need some interaction like that, we'll be happy to set something up for you guys uh, down the road. But no, with that a being point, because yeah. a, a demo does not necessarily mean getting the hardware in your hands, right? Yeah, right, true. Right. True. It could be, but, it, but in this case, you know, the, the demo here came to me and there was the, uh, the multimedia station, there was a door station, um, and there was also the, uh, uh, the little neck gear switch providing PoE, including the Cat5 cable. So it's the releasing show up and they're ready to go. Ready to go out of the box. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, guys, that concludes it. Dan, thanks. Ian, thank you so much. We appreciate sure. it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, always, always thank you. We at TOA appreciate you guys tuning in. We want to help you guys as much as you're helping us. So, so please, uh, feedback is great. Use the chat. Use our email contacts. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, use that live chat or that, the comment section there. Like and subscribe as always. Um, again, guys, Thank you so much, uh, Ian, Dan, from the rest of us here at 2A. Be safe out there. Stay safe. Thank you guys for the support, and we will see you soon, next week or next month. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. There you Bye. Go. <laughs> Have a good rest of your week, guys. Take care.